Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, the weekly podcast where we cover first issue comics and comic book news. We got a twofer here because we're covering something that is a spiritual number one, a kicking back into a franchise, and extreme comic book news. We're covering Saga number 55. I don't want people to give me receipts for this podcast and say I want a refund because we're not covering a number one. <laughs> so, Well, thank God this podcast is free. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Keep your receipts. Yeah. We're not going to give you a refund on this one. We'll give you the First Issue Club customer service line. Could you guys sleep with all the commotion last night for the midnight release of Saga 55 at all your local comic book stores? Did you guys go to that? No. Okay. <laughs> I got the swag. Did you? What was there it? There was swagger to be purchased? Yes. Um, not to be purchased. There, with the, the, there was a midnight release mm-hmm. wherein you got uh, two temporary tattoos. Okay. Two stickers. A set of four buttons and a bookmark. You got all that? I got all that. I'd love to take a peek at that. What were the temporary tattoos, if I may ask? One was of the thing you're inquiring about? Hell yeah. The least desirable? One was of the cover, and the other was, I think, a heart that says Saga in it. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Yeah. The stickers, are you going to stick them on your uh, Trevor Keeper? Your water bottle? What's that called? Emotional water bottle? Here's what I did I took. Each temporary tattoo and each sticker, and they got their own bag and board. Oh, hell yeah. And there I'm preserving <laughs> them indefinitely. Okay. You know what? I saw. It's going to be as, 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 uh, worth as much as your uh, X Men cards. <laughs> I saw people putting on eBay like midnight launch pack and selling it for like 18 bucks. Okay. And I was stupid. like, no, 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 no. Yeah, These stupid. are like flimsy, dumb giveaways that like no one should be paying a premium for. I think people are thinking there's a midnight release like special cover. Right. And that's why they're spending almost $20 on eBay to get that A cover of Saga, which I'm pretty sure is the only cover of Saga. So you've been swindled if you made this eBay purchase. Cool thing uh, that Image is doing, or maybe Brian K. Vaughn is doing, is keeping this at $2.99. Yeah, that's so cheap. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You could buy two at that price. 40 pages of just fucking great comic for $2.99. Yeah. Any, any, it's cheaper than a pack of cigs. Anything that <laughs> saves my money, I double up on. I just multiply how many I'm buying so it would cost the normal cost. Right. Oh, yeah. Like just you, for your comic budget. You so always want to spend the amount. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. That makes sense to me. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples did a bunch of promo all over Instagram and Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they seem like nice people. You could get some like autographed uh, books by them if you retweeted shit. So a lot of hype. This was all over my uh, internets. Do you think this was more hyped because of the gigantic success outside of the comic book shop that this book has become? Or because of the Taco Bell commercial? Uh, I think this was hyped because this was more successful than probably any independent book that they had like previously thought that it could be. I think this has eclipsed like Spawn in popularity. The only thing that I would think like gives it a heavyweight chance is like Walking Dead or Umbrella Academy, Mm -hmm. the boys. So, like, are you saying, like, as soon as this gets, like, greenlit for a TV show or a movie, it's, like, Gonna game over? Gonna be game fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, more comics will be printed ever. I, honest to God, thought Saga would never come back. And I, part of that is because Brian K. Vaughn started working in Hollywood. Yeah. He wrote a show. He's got um, not only Why the Last Man, well, you know but he, 
Paper Girls is like mm-hmm. in production or at least like cast, I think. But you know, you know, you know, he wrote like a handful of Lost shows, so he's been I, in a minute. I think you've told me that uh, twenty five times. Okay, well, I just want you to know in case so you didn't know. Twenty six. Well, there you go. Okay, another reason to like him in case you didn't like him already. Big fan, big big nice guy. Seems nice from his letters to editors. So I'm just wanted to you know. A guy who talks about his lost writing. A guy who needs hype. I want to hype. I want to <laughs> throw on that hype train. If he wants to come on this podcast, he's welcome to. Okay, we'll let him know. He doesn't have any hair on the top of his head, so I feel bad for him when that, you think about it. He's, maybe he embraces the baldness, like uh, Mike D. Yeah. Yes, I decided at a young age just to go for it. Yeah, like around f- it's fourteen. It's giving you more, more power. It has indeed. You would have worked at McDonald's your whole life had you not gone that route. I think so. The confidence that it gives me <laughs> is un. Imp- uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> they say that men who are bald uh, suffer from an excess of testosterone. Can you collaborate uh, co- I, I, that? I can't confirm. Uh, when I go to my high school reunions. Oh yeah, I walk in with this fucking swagger. Yeah. you can't believe, and everyone says you haven't changed at all. And I yeah. say, that's because my face will never change because I was bald in high school, bitch. <laughs> they say, is that suit rented? Saying I own this, bitch. You have the stride of a man fifteen years younger. This is the same tuxedo I wore to prom, bitches. <laughs> Men's warehouse, it ain't cheap. Cumberbund and all. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, still the same uh, corset. What's that thing called? Corsage. <laughs> there we go. Corsage. Yeah, yeah. Mike D wore a corset <laughs> on his corset, yeah. prom. Just so I could fit the company. He, he wanted his bosoms <laughs> to really pop. <laughs> uh, we got comic book news, kind of. I was just going to mention that God of Hammers dropped in Thor. 21? Twenty right? Is it or is it 20? I think it's 20. 20 was the cameo. 21 yeah, was the right. one that just came okay, out. Okay, okay. Which is... Not that big a deal, <clears throat> except for it was like this joke in the MCU because, like, it was said in a dream. It was like, Thor, are you God of Hammers? And now it's like a real thing, and Donny Cates is kind of fucking with it. I'm only bringing it up because have you seen what God of Hammers looks like? This is a spoiler, by the way. You guys, it's- um, does he look like a, a, a regular dude? Like, his name's Gary or something? <laughs> that would be awesome. So it's, it's, I believe it's it's a uh, wielding Mjolnir. Yeah. Oh, so he can wield hammers. Yeah, and it Mjolnir's is... been missing for the last few issues of Thor. <clears throat> and it's literally just a bunch of blue squiggles. <laughs> okay, so it's like energy. Yeah, it, but it's like weird because it like it almost like if you didn't know what you're looking at, you'd be like, "Is that drawn by an adult?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad art. It just is sure, like sure. it's so amorphous that it's like squiggly. Do you think at some point he'll or they will adapt a f- like a to more a form? concrete form? Uh, they kind well. I don't want to give anything away. Like the more hammers they collect. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So you guys weren't on the hype train of God of Hammers. No. Okay. I've been reading Thor. Okay. Brag. <laughs> but. The the God of Hammers wasn't something where I was like, I've oh, been God. waiting and waiting. You were more into this uh, Black, uh, Black Panther first appearance. I was more excited to see what that was about. Okay. And I was kind of bummed. Okay, can we talk about that as a bit of I, news? Yeah, please, yeah. Um, I was kind of bummed that it wasn't like part of the A story. It was just a backup story. Mm, and interesting. S- seems like it could be nothing. <laughs> you know how when they do so the third issue of this run of Black Panther is also the two hundredth issue. 
So they said, let's do it up style, add some extra stuff. Yeah. Junie Ba, mm-hmm. who wrote Monkey Meat that we talked about a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. did a really fun like folklore oh, Black cool. Panther kind of backup story that I liked. And then they did a kind of background origin on this new character that exists really far in the future. And there's some value in it. I don't think you guys have read this backup story yet. No. The core premise seems to be there were people who rejected Wakandan society who were part of the like original tribe tribe of people mm-hmm. and were like, we don't like all the technology and power and the lust for possessions and you guys are trying to bend the... What's the metal called? Oh, vibranium. Vibranium to your will. We think we should bend to the vibranium's will. So what they've at at least created or accomplished in this that I was kind of piecing together as I read it was they're making a Wakandan hero that's like even a little bit identifiable (laughs) with like your self-identity because T'Challa, he's one of these... Um, Tony Stark types mm, that was yeah. like born rich, super genius, raised a royalty, became a king. Cool. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Okay. Um, it, they they said in part of the book that it's like, hey, we're going to see more from this guy and he's going to have to time travel to make it back to mm-hmm. main storyline or it's just going to be a side story thing, which part of my thinking is so it's going to end up being a part of timeless oh for sure which is the how far in the future is this person very far he talks about like our ancient ancestors okay and then they show t'challa so it's not like 2099 black panther or some shit i don't think so i think it's way further than that like uh 3099 like when the world yeah probably 3099 like when the ice caps melt type of thing yeah, so next week. You know what? They didn't put the ice caps in this. Oh, God. oh I wish Marvel would have been braver. If there, <laughs> if there's an email address in the back of the... I'll check it again okay, and see please, if I can yes. ask yeah. somebody. Maybe Let's address a, the ice cape. Maybe there's yeah. a phone number How or an address. The, what happened Caps, with the climate crisis? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where do we fall with fracking <laughs> in 3099? How's the bird flu treating you? Yeah, uh, what animal <laughs> has passed on their flu to humans? Are we on to hippo yet? Hippo flu. So that's your insider deep cut Marvel background take on this new character. Two, uh, mm. yeah, two news hits. They're both Marvel new first appearances, and uh, we can get in the book now. Unless Greg, you got some news? Um, no, I just we, I read a bunch of comic books today that I'm going to talk about on the Patreon. Okay, yeah. Uh, so if you want to hear all the cool books that I read. We also have a crazy game on the Patreon where... Uh, yeah, I'm confused about what this game is, and <laughs> you say there's a prize, the prize to is, be won. The prize is to not, not be fucked with. I hope it's your friendship. <laughs> That's always on sale. Yeah. Uh, while we're mentioning things that you can do, uh, remember that uh, we are sponsored by uh, Boulevard Brewing Company, mm-hmm. specifically the Space Camper Beer. Uh, which is the official beer of First Issue Club. And uh, if you are not drinking it now, you should be drinking it while you're listening to this podcast. It's mandatory. Yeah. If you're drinking it while you're listening to us, it's almost like you're in the same room with us drinking a beer. Yeah. And that's a good way to um, forget about life for a little bit. And I believe it's legal to drink while your Tesla is driving you and listen to this podcast. I'll have to check the laws. Okay. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. 
Can I tell you guys about a very unique opportunity coming soon where you can get Boulevard beer for a friggin' year? Please go on. Well, I think First Issue Club is going to be part of a charity event coming soon. Yes, we are. Four great Kansas City podcasts. Uh, we're coming together to host a charity Mario Golf event to benefit the Kansas City Hope House. Yes. And Boulevard Brewing Company has um, gotten it into this with us to uh, contribute a raffle prize. Uh, we have our own prize that we're going to be giving up. Oh, can we talk about that? If you wish. Friggin' PlayStation 4. Oh. Not only a PlayStation 4, a special edition PlayStation 4. It's like engraved with Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. um, artwork, yep. which game included. May sound corny, but it's actually very cool it's looking. Dope as shit. I think it's a, is it a PS4 Pro? Yeah, it's like the top of the line before I think PS5 is. came out. Yeah. And, and if you're a data miner or a crypto yeah, guy, say. fucking take it and take the fucking graphics card <laughs> yeah. out of there, my dude. Just go, baby. Mine, baby. They're still making PS4 games, or worst case scenario, you don't you want a PS5, sell this. Yeah, they're backwards compatible. Yeah. They go up high on uh, eBay. These, give this uh, to your Last of Us PS4s. Like your person you have a crush on. If you win this, give it to the person you have a crush on. And then say this Guaranteed is- consensual smash. Yeah. If you give it to the person you have a crush on, you have not even dated them, and you say this is going to be for a future kid, you're definitely going to go on a date with Yeah, that that's like a proposal. Yeah, that's great. That's the way to do it. Yeah, so we have a PS4 we're giving away. Boulevard fucking raised the stakes on us. And is giving away free beer for a year <laughs> as a raffle gift, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. God, it's so cool. So if you're in the Kansas City area and you are available March 6th, come down to Cinder Block Brewing Company in, in North Kansas City. We'll be hosting the event. Uh, come watch us play Mario Golf. Joke around with us. we got other stuff they're going to be doing. Bid on these raffle things. You could win PS4. You could win a... Free beer for a year from yeah. Boulevard Brewing Company and so many other great raffle gifts. They say the only way to truly be sorry for your sins is to atone for them, so come here and atone for your sins. <laughs> oh, we're offering... Uh, I mean, <laughs> what kind of value is that? Yeah, what's, right. the, what's it called offering when the Catholic Church sells you a ticket to heaven? Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it's priceless, really, Yeah, when you think about it. Your, wow. your mortal soul <laughs> essentially saved mm-hmm. for... Pro- Possibly pennies on the pound? Yeah, nothing. Just your attendance. Yeah. All right, finally, let's get into this book. Okay, and can I disclaimer first that if you want to read issue 55 completely pure, obviously we're going to spoil the thing. We're going to be talking about- Just like every week. Yeah, we might reference some stuff that's happened in the 54 issues leading up to this. Here's a little challenge for us, though. I think we can talk about the book Mm -hmm. without using proper nouns. Uh, I hate this idea. Yeah, so oh, far. Uh, oh, really? I hate rules on my well, no, discussion. No, no. I'm just saying, like, we don't have to be like, well, technically, um, <laughs> oh, Alana, or like, uh, technically, Marco, and like things like that, because uh, the heads of like Saga would like that. But like, you know, if you're a big fan of Saga, you're probably a fan of like, I don't know, chips and air. 
Uh, but I think that what did you just say? <laughs> chips as in potato chips, yeah, potato and chips air and, like, and as it, the thing we breathe. Like H- yeah, like these uh, were the two prime examples <laughs> of things everyone likes that you came up with. I was thinking like air and chips. Yeah, people like like those potato things. chips and air. <laughs> mm. Okay, <laughs> so I was thinking that we could cover the comic book <laughs> in general references. Without having to be like, oh, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Well, the beautiful thing about this book is it was written so well, you kind of don't need a extreme back knowledge of the previous 54 issues. Point number one, is it accessible for new readers? Is this a jumping on point or do you need to start Saga from the beginning? So I think that it's going to be a little bit of like you're going to have FOMO reading it and being like, wait a minute, what did I miss? But I think it is possible, though maybe not designed, to read uh, straight up, which is just, you know, the chops of the writing. I'll be devil's advocate here. I say if you have been hearing the whispers of the saga hype and you're just like, I'll check this book out, you won't be totally lost. You can get through it, enjoy it, kind of infer what's happened because they kind of hold your hand through a couple parts of explaining what's happened. And... This is great for Image because it kind of encourages you to go read the backlog because it's a captivating book and will bring on even more readers than it already has. My take is that what's been preceded by this new issue is a 54-issue epic that is not to be missed. And I would hate for someone to spoil even a tidbit of the conclusion by reading this book. So I say for uh, Mike D don't recommend reading without having read the back catalog. I would say read the fuck there. You can get a compendium of all the issues for like 40 bucks for like $40. Read yeah. that. You're going to be enraptured yeah. by it. And then when you read, like when you're like, sweet, I can go into my comic shop and catch up in like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, great. It's not designed to just jump in. You could do it. If you're like me and you don't really give a shit uh, about spoilers, I think you would be fine. Um, What I loved about reading this book, though, is it reminded me of like, oh, yeah, this is my soap opera. This is like. Oh, okay. Does that make sense, though? Like where it's like. So, but a soap opera is almost like a guilty pleasure. Well, it's also like you just like the drama or like the steaminess. Mm-hmm. of like the soaps that keep you like going and you're kind of just like rooting for your teams. Yeah. Um your ships. Yes, there you go. And there's a lot of sex. Uh, um Uh yeah, there is a lot of sex. Which I enjoy. And boobies? Yeah. And penis? <laughs> and pee pee? Yeah, I'll say while this book is very sexual, it's it never seems like ogling ladies or ogling men. No. Yeah. Fiona Staples is unmatched. Yeah, in this, I think mm-hmm. um, she does a good job at handing, handling sexuality in a way that's not uh, camp or over the right. top. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think there's a like, place for camp in and sexuality in like a lot of different arenas, but th- the way it's handled in this story fits the story really well. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it was reminded of, I was like, oh, this is my soap opera. I like weird ass sci-fi, uh, epic yeah. shit. And I like care about this stuff. And, uh, it was good to meet the characters that I longed for to meet them again and see where they're at. 
get some, some new up, get some new characters. Get some up. You got to do that. That's how you do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Is you throw in some new characters. Fast, Star Wars did it. Fast forward time a little bit. Yeah. Percy Jackson did it. <laughs> Keep going. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. There you go. Yeah, they introduce a new little thing. Sometimes it works with like a C-3PO with a red arm. Sometimes it doesn't work like the female Slimer. I'm not familiar with that. It was in the like 2016 reboot. There was a a female gendered Slimer creature. Oh, with the other female crew? Yeah, but like, yeah, and like... You complaining about this is a scary route to go down, Greg. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's now like, they've got chicks being slimers. <laughs> if if you notice, if you notice, I didn't complain about the cast of Ghostbusters. All just the, the ridiculousness. All the SJWs that wrote uh... <laughs> ghosts are men, and that's where I draw my fucking line in the sand. It seemed like a cheap money grab to have because there was a male slimer and there was a female slimer, and you're just like, where the fuck are we going with this? Are they gonna have sex? Are we gonna have? Baby Slimers, you know, I'm not the only one who thought that. <laughs> no, I, I feel you. Ghosts, you know, having sex and repopulating, common thought. Lots of people I think I felt that. like Joe Rogan there for a minute, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'd like to walk some of my comments back real What's quick. What's next, non-binary Slimers? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. They're probably Vax, too. <laughs> well, like, the thing that pissed me off, though, is like, Ghosts don't need vaccines. The only way you knew it was like a female gendered it had like slimer. A, had a bow? It had a bow and like fucking earrings, like Miss Pac-Man or some shit. It was the dumbest oh, yeah. move. Well, okay. I, I get you. Sequels. Don't, don't even. You're about to say some heinous shit right no, now. I can uh, see the wind up. No, I, yeah. I, I think certain constructs of femininity, uh, like earrings and bows, you know, don't turn my penis inside out. <laughs> <laughs> make me want to die uh, but that's just me make me want to die alright let's get back in the saga before I it, get fucking cancelled it was a three year gap yep and then we got a 40 page rip roaring comic this book was thick and yeah. it was uh, I loved it at everything I like. At every I wish turn, it was 80 pages I just I was just like oh my god I can't stop reading this book that's my thing so uh, I found my way to saga through the collected editions like i took too long to get to it couldn't even sniff an early issue Mm -hmm. in floppy form so i just bought the um i don't know if you call them omnibuses but the larger collected editions they are the omnibuses the the three uh hardbacks and boy are you spoiled reading them that way (laughs) oh it's because this book is so addictive and you could just crush them so this was even though it was a longer issue it was tough for me to just be like, I gotta stop now. Yeah, I uh, I had to go back and be like, I read an article of like the top ten deaths of Saga. Yeah, to just like jog my memory of being like, who died and when, uh, and then I like went back and read it. So I mean, it's it was amazing. One thing that I love that it did is it established a previous hero, uh, the Will, I guess. Sorry for using his name. Uh, as like now is like obviously villain and was a villain near the end of last saga but i think they had to be like hey just so you know this is gonna be a villain yeah and like we're gonna round this out like you know his backstory because he definitely wasn't a villain like for most of saga well the thing yeah he they gave him like a romance and then took his the person he loved away yeah they took everything from him and then the relationship he had with like 
or other characters in the show or <laughs> show the comic where like purely and strictly like a, he had a job to do you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah and then we also saw him take care of a young girl mm-hmm. and that endeared us to him and s- save her from like sex trafficking right yeah. exactly so there's a lot of things going on and he had on. this cat the lion cat which mm-hmm. i think humanized him as well yep there th- see these are the things where i'm like Man, you don't have that sort of context for who the will is. Mm-hmm. It just takes away so much from and, and the grandeur of the story. It, it does, and it's like I tried to read it through two lenses. Yeah, one of like, what would it be like to just read this without? Mm-hmm. And I would be like, well, I would just assume the will is like ultra bad, bad, or at least like relatable bad, bad. Yeah, or antihero, or like, like a, like a Han Solo figure of just like, I, I don't know what he is, but it sounds like he's money oriented, and like people hire him to do jobs. Right. I tell you what, carrying around Marco's skull, pretty fucked up. That was tough. Just like having gone on the emotional roller coaster of Saga and then just seeing him reduced to like a token, like mm-hmm. I, yeah. here's proof that I killed him and here's the the skull of a character you know and, and then love. Gwen's that was crazy. Whole, or is her name Gwendolyn? Like the, it doesn't matter, but the, his, the Marco's, woman that they met on. Marco's yeah. ex. Yeah. I think they pushed her to the limit of almost too bad. Like they made her like a Cersei character. Yeah, they made her a little bit too like I just love like power and I want to end this war. Like she was kind of humanized before a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were they needed to have a bad like they did with Prince Robot or whatever his name was. Yeah. And now it's like, "Oh, they are the bad." And stuff. But I mean, in theory, well maybe it's just like a Absolute power corrupts. Yeah, absolutely. Kind well, of scenario. and knowing Brian K. Vaughn, we'll, they'll get redeemed, and then we'll like them, and then they'll die, and then we'll yeah. move along. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a journey. There's a journey to go on here with all these characters. So, which is crazy to think because we're in issue fifty-five, and it's just like you would have thought we've seen their journey, right, to completion. But, uh, no, ma'am, no, sir. Well, it's, at some point, I think we're going to see the Will's reunion. With the little girl he saved, didn't happen this issue. Um, and I like, you the, know, I like that, when the will was fat. That might grow him. Yeah, he got back in shape. I was mm-hmm. surprised. Mm-hmm. The last three years, he's kind of gotten his shit together. Good for him, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> From couch to ten k. You know what? They did tell us that um, the next issue is going to kind of be the fallout surrounding Prince Robot's death, which I thought was interesting. Okay. So it's going to take us back in time a little bit and be like, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Which again kills me to be like, okay, now I got to wait a month. Right. To get a story that like happened in the interim. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get back to like where we are now. And yeah. like, I'm like, God, just let me read it all at once. Seriously. It might just I, release a trade. I might honestly wait just pause. for the trades. One if, of my favorite things was like, forgetting to read them a couple months in a row uh-huh. and then I'd at least have like three to do yeah and then i was like oh that was nice yeah totally three sagas in a row is is nice the way to go um i did love seeing the new family unit mm-hmm. that alana hazel and sire mm-hmm. had kind of created there's a um new guy like Robba ding dong <laughs> Yeah, he's got like koala ears, but other and a nose, but otherwise looks like a With humanoid, a, like a robot arm. Or something. Yeah, it looks like a like a patchwork man. Like he yes. has multiple parts from different things th- thrown together. Yeah, very interesting. He kind of looks like Hank Hill. 
<laughs> yeah, <little> okay. <laughs> he reminds me of the dude from Yeah, uh, there you go. That movie. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Yes. Like he has that same vibe of just like, hey man, watch out for the carpet. Yeah, totally. Oh, what about uh that Alana is now a, a, a drug uh, drug dealer. Like the whole uh, that reveal was fantastic. Yeah. What's that called? What's that show? They're, they're uh, smugglers. The the Showtime show where uh, she sells shameless weeds. It's called weeds. weeds. Yeah. Uh, where it's like it's essentially weeds now. Yeah. Weeds in space. Well, I, mommy so, sells weedy. Weeds in space. <laughs> well, so we're still getting the narrative through like a grown up Hazel, mm-hmm. and so it's. Did, has do we know how old Hazel is yeah, through this narrative? Yeah, she's ten. She's almost ten. No, 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 no. Like, she's obviously oh, narrating where this book. she is. Well, it's like written in like kid like language, right? So it might be now, like present. Yeah, okay. it, it might have always been now, like beforehand. Sure, it been sure, ten sure, year sure. old, and then we reached current. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because okay. there's some omniscience. I think to the oh okay to the way it's spoken like we'll find that out later okay or, so maybe it's 13 or something or? <laughs> it could be three <laughs> years from now could be 10 yeah it's uh, definitely a kid though right well i don't like because the clue i found a clue when they when she was talking about the watch she gave kind of the hint that like the watch is working now in six months it's not going to be working oh yeah yeah yeah. and so you're just like okay well we're so she's like way in the future so she's like recanting this to someone we we assume it's just us, the reader. Yeah, that she's recanting the story to. I think we're gonna find out. So she's telling the story to someone else. She's telling the story to somebody else. Uh, it's like a never-ending story, shit. Never yeah, exactly. Story. We did. We were told, and we've been told in the past that Saga is an ending story. That, oh yeah, that has an end. Yeah, I think it's 108 issues. He yeah, said. it's some wacky ass number. He Brian K. Like, Vaughn was like, yeah, oh, 107. I think so. When they stopped at like 100, and, or sorry, when they stopped at 54, I think he was like, "We this was the halfway point. We've got another halfway to go." Mm-hmm. Um, Which is wild. Yeah, totally. So cool. Um, but I I did love the quippiness of Alana telling Hazel and Sire. Uh, we're smugglers, and then in the side, Hazel's narration. We're, we're drug, drug dealers. dealers. <laughs> I loved it's, Sire. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah. I loved that they are playing him up as like a nonverbal kind of, possibly on the spectrum, facing a lot of trauma. Yeah. kid, and I think that being explored in this book is going to be absolutely fascinating. Totally. Because in the hands of Brian K. Vaughn, you're just like, this character is going to be beloved uh, al- almost immediately. That, like, people are going to like gravitate towards this little kid because he's just like so adorable. And like, uh, we'll, we may see him become more verbal as he like gets more comfortable with his family or something happens in his life. So, like, I- I'm just really anxious to see what this character blossoms into. Well, part of me wonders if he becomes like, you know, when he gets oh, older, like a bad guy, yeah, yeah. When he gets older and like kind of learns like about Bane. his history and heritage, he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's all kinds of it's kind of intensity going on there. Sad to think about how Alana was pregnant and lost the kid after Hazel. Yeah. And it's like, so she, you know, physically was she? I think she's pretty far along too. Yeah, she was. Like thought, you know, she was gonna have a kid. And stuff, and then now has this other kid that she's treating like she's calling her son, I think, or is like they call each other brother and sister. Right. So it's kind of cool writing, like. Yeah, I mean, it it's 
I wish Caitlin was here because she works so in depth with the foster care system and adoption that like that is kind of how families work like with that deal with adoption or fostering is just like you take on those roles sometimes it's just like this, this is my brother like like you like you're my brother exactly yes like i'm your brother mm-hmm. like we are brothers on this podcast mm-hmm. i'm kind of the odd one out <laughs> self-imposed yeah if you <laughs> if there's a price there's a price to become a brother uh-huh. this is a frat now i wasn't willing to do it <laughs> drink the beer out of the lizard the ritual was too weird um, no, I I think that this I I read somewhere like some like little quick like write up of it of like a, a quick review that was like oh this read like generic comic book or something like that. Who, who said <laughs> what jaded idiot said that? It was some dumbass. This website. read generic comic book. There's like a crazy like fucking scene in the middle of the yeah, book that's like there's a suicide bomber scene. That was the p- yeah. scene they pulled from it too. Uh, to like give me a it. fucking God. break. And I'm just like, do people just like. People love to just hate on what's popular. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Totally. 100%. Which I guess I started doing by comparing if you are a fan of this, being a fan of potato chips in air. But uh, <laughs> I, I am a huge fan of this comic book. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Cause like, no, I, I just was saying, like, you can't... It's accessible. You can't stand this and nerd out on it. I think you could still be a fan of it. Like, because it's, it's not... there. It has reached popular popularity that it's like sonic the hedgehog it's not no. like <laughs> i don't think i don't think this is like sonic is the comparable hedgehog. to sonic the hedgehog i think this still <laughs> i still think this is Belly like laugh oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is still cult hit level you think okay but it's, it's just a like comic book of course it is it's just like no you're right that, thank you for grounding me in reality yeah. i you're mean right. it's not hokey or like commercial like Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever, but yeah. it's just like it. It connects. That's why I mean when I, when I say it's accessible. Seven million editions, though. I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's connected with a lot of people. Like Sold a lot of shit is than, covered in this yeah. book that is more than just comic book, you know, situations. Well, that happen. you know what? Twitter, let us know which is more popular, Sonic or Sonic. No, Twitter, do not <laughs> let us know. Discord, let us know. <laughs> do as you will. Yeah, mind your business. (laughs) We'll mind ours. We just put this out there in the world. We don't intend anyone to listen to it or respond to it. This is just for us. Yeah. Sometimes we forget to release them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that saga for us? Yeah. Are you going to keep buying floppies? Yeah, Uh, I I, I am. I had the question of just like, did it live up to the hype of being gone for almost three years and being able to deliver... A captivating story. Yeah, I was riveted the entire time reading it. Yeah, and, and I'm I, I'm also gonna to answer your question. I'm like, am I gonna keep buying it? Is just that like I own them all. Yeah, so, so it's like to. weird to not mm-hmm. own the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what were you gonna say though? Shit, what was I gonna say? I had to get my thing out so yeah. that I fucked you. You were over. captivated. Oh, well, part of me thinks that like I've spent so long with these characters and. Oh, is this is something I think that speaks to like the creative team staying the same for so long mm-hmm. that whatever happens in subsequent issues, I almost take it as like that's how the story goes. You know what I mean? Like it all seems so like planned and um, right. set in motion that for me to have a 
take with these creators to be like, they shouldn't have done that with so-and-so or like this issue should have been this way instead of that way. Mm -hmm. Like it's been too good for too long. And these people have had sole ownership over who these characters are forever that like, I don't think as fans of it, we should be like disappointed in what they're doing with the characters. It's, They've earned the right to tell the story they want to tell how they want to tell it at this point. And I just, like, enjoy it for what it is. Right. One thing I do kind of wish they'd do now is, like, a little bit of victory lap stuff. Because I don't think they thought it was going to be as huge as it was uh-huh. when it started. And, like, Chew... Another well, even in, during the hiatus, when you think of, like, how many more copies oh, yeah. sold, mm-hmm. it got bigger than they thought it was going to get. So Chu, like a obviously a, a comic I'm a fan of from Image, like realized its hype in the last twenty issues and like did fun fan service shit. So mm-hmm. they do like, you know, a backwards issue or an issue with no words. They didn't do those things, but things like that, yeah. they were kind of just like playing on the medium. Yeah. Maybe they Poyo like, got a one shot. Yeah, exactly. They gave Poyo <laughs> a one shot. A lot of self referential, referential stuff, kind of like some hidden gems. And I kind of wish Saga would have a like metacognition to be like let's do some fan service and like, and do some crossovers or some like fuck around shit. I, I honestly don't see that happening. Not I, because it's weird. Cause it doesn't feel like it takes itself that serious, but it, if but by it, not doing that, it does exactly. But like, it's not, this isn't like a pretentious comic either. Right. But it does feel very cool. If that's weird to say, it's just like, I'm reading a very cool comic book. Like, yeah, if, like somebody from Vice magazine came over and was just like saw me reading Saga, they'd be like, "Oh, cool," and like I would be like, <laughs> not picked on for being a fat thirty-five year old reading a comic book. I hate to say that I like completely agree with that take, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I don't see them doing like, and I'm not I'm not saying gimmicky things as like a derogatory thing, but like I think BKV is just like I have a story in mind i need to stay on the tracks or else and he's got so many things else to do this isn't like his only thing right, 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 iron right. the fire he yeah. can't like be playful enough exactly i but i mean i think they'll do some like merch you know and like be hyped about the merch and stuff because they did that before oh but, uh, yeah they did toys yeah that are expensive and you probably shouldn't let your like young daughter play with or mess up <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which oh, yeah. none of us here would do. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, they go for like twenty five bucks a piece, and like it's got some small parts. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, Mike Budget King, no, <laughs> Budget, Budget King, King did yeah. do that. Yes, that's I the, did. Yeah. That's the joke. If everyone's not getting it. Mm-hmm. I also, what's funny is I, I thought you were, I was like, oh, how did you know that I bought the Pong, like, the I bought this, like, special edition Chew glow-in-the-dark uh, toad, like, oh, oh, cool. okay. like or whatever, and, like, uh, my dog ate it. <laughs> oh, no. You need to put your cool shit on higher shelves. I know, right? But, uh, yeah, my Saga toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if they sold, like, plushies or, like, stuffed animals, like, those would sell, like, mm-hmm. fucking so stupid at comic cons and whatever but i had a shitty ass uh a lion cat uh shirt that was like terribly printed it was mm-hmm. like a transfer print but it was like it was an official saga merch yeah uh and so i was like oh gotta buy and it's like the shittiest shirt that i own it's <laughs> so fucking dumb screen print that shit bkv my man they did make goose 
uh, yeah. plushies for a little bit. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves that little I was, guy. I was texting. I've never you. heard the word out loud because uh, there's well, an it's umlaut. got an umlaut yeah. over the u. Goose. So I think it's goose. goose. It's not Gus. Um, but I I texted you guys uh, while we were leading up leading the week leading up to this where when I was reading Saga, I was just constantly like, "Don't kill the little." <laughs> See the little seal man from Maine because they killed the rats. So <laughs> hashtag yeah. let goose live I or the know. ferrets or whatever. Yeah, please let him live. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. That Sa- was Saga. Saga. Bye. Meet us on the Patreon. We'll see you later. Got a lot of shit there. <laughs> <laughs> what a raining endorsement. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.